Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Joined, of course, by Jenna Taubel, the Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union. Hello, Jenna. Hey, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. Last week, we talked about what to do if you get caught up in massive flight delays and cancellations, like what happened over the Christmas holidays. Mm-hmm. What are we going to cover today on Good Money Moves? Yes, well, we are definitely in the depths of winter at this point, middle of January, right? And I think we've all been, you know, bundled up tight the last couple of weeks anyway. Um, But that does mean that we are heating our homes more and more to stay warm. So what better time to talk about how to save money on those utility bills during the winter than right now when you're feeling it? I just got my my latest heating bill, the highest I've ever received in this home. Oh, really? Do I dare ask how much it was? Uh, Let me see here because I have to deduct something from it quickly. $220? Ooh, that is high. Yeah. That is really high. I'm kind of afraid to look at mine now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not living in a palatial mansion, I'll tell you that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Yeah, gosh. Well, heating your home, I mean, is always pricey. Um, I think it's usually about like the a third of your typical utility bill for like the year. The majority of it tends to be in the winter sure. a lot of times. Um However, you know, energy prices have also risen a lot in the past couple of years thanks to um, you know, just issues of supply demand, not to mention winter temperatures are beginning to get a lot more extreme, especially they were especially so in 2020 and 2021. Um, uh, have you been so, around as long as I have? No, not so much. We've seen colder. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, there's always going to be colder, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, it 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 does. It, there are big temperature swings, which means your utility bills swing. Oh, yeah. Too, well, so. obviously, and obviously this last one reflected that cold blast we had. Right around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It got really cold there. Yeah. Below zero. I remember that. My dogs were not very happy. They didn't get their walks when it gets that cold. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I would say, you know, the average cost of heating your home, um, you can kind of expect that to be like 35% higher this winter than it was even last winter. And that's according to a recent story that came out of CNN, actually. Um, But that means it's more important than ever to find ways to save money on heating your house. All right. That number, the 35% number seems right, considering the last bill I received. So everybody (laughs) get out their uh, notepads and start getting ready to write these down. So what's what's the first suggestion you have for you know saving some money concerning our heating costs? Yeah, this one is pretty easy, but you may be hard to actually do if you like it warm in your house, and that is to just turn your thermostat down a degree or two. Um, doing this uh, can save as much as ten percent on your heating bill, right? Just by turning that thermostat down um, even 
like seven degrees for eight hours a day, you can save that much. So if you think about that, that's, you know, if you're gone to the office during the day, maybe turning your thermostat down when you're not home or lowering that temperature down for those eight hours while you're sleeping at night and just making sure that you have some really warm blankets to keep you from being too cold while you sleep can save you a lot of money. Um, And you can even save almost like 15% of your total heating bill, again, by lowering it that seven degrees for that eight hour period. So there's just little things that you can do to really save a significant amount of money, you know, 10 to 15% of a bill, that's not nothing. Um, And the same, the nice thing about this is that you can use this same strategy in the summertime when the air conditioning is running, it still applies, right? So instead of turning it down, you turn it up so that your air is not running as hard. Um, But really, The savings that you're looking for is basically the smaller the difference between the indoor and outdoor temperatures, the lower your overall heating and cooling bills are going to be. You know, obviously you need heat in your home to keep your pipes from freezing, but you need it at, you know, maybe 75 versus, you know, 68. And can you live with that? And, you know, those are just different things that you can kind of do to try to start making some improvements on that bill and, um, you know, one really good way to kind of help regulate the temperature in your home so you're not constantly having to go over to the thermostat and like change it yourself is to buy um, a programmable thermostat so you can set it to change temperatures at different times of the day. Um, And you can set it so again, where if you're not going to be home, set it for a lower temperature so that you're not heating your home as much while you're gone. And then maybe, you know, an hour to 30 minutes before you get normally get home, you can set it to kick in and warm your house back up. So when you get home, it's still a comfortable temperature. So those are just some things, you know, that you can do that's fairly easy, very inexpensive to get even set up a lot. You know, sometimes there's a, you know, replacing your windows, that costs a lot of money, but will net you returns. But replacing a thermostat or even just turning your temperature in your home down a couple of degrees, super easy way to kind of help control those utility costs when the temps are cold, for sure. And these programmable thermostats have almost become standard nowadays. Oh, absolutely. And yes. They're, they're not expensive. I mean, you, you, you can buy the more expensive, really fancy ones that you can adjust the temperature on your cell phone. But yeah. the other ones, it's you just plug in this time of the day. And I, I like many other people, I sleep better when it's a little cooler. Yes, that's so and, true. So, so true. it works in the winter, but in the summer, it doesn't work so well. <laughs> yeah, that does get a little tough. Again, you know, what, what is your comfort level? And right. um, you don't want to make yourself miserable either. So, but, so, you know, some reports say that those smart thermostats, they can save you like $50 a year. So, I mean, it's definitely okay. worth looking into. So it might pay for itself over a year or so. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, like I said, 15% added up over a heating season is a decent amount of money if you look at it that way. It is. It really is. And I mean, who wants to spend all of their hard-earned income on heating your house? I know I don't. I love being warm. I love being really warm. <laughs> Anyone who knows me knows I do not like to be cold, but I also don't like to waste money either. So well, I will turn the thermostat down. You, if I you have, have to. a yeah, you have a significant <laughs> conflict there. That's for sure. I do. <laughs> so, what are some other wintertime savings tips? 
that you might have for yeah. us? Yeah, well, you know, like I mentioned, the lowering the temps, replacing the thermostat, those are kind of those those easier things that you can do at any point in time throughout the year, right? Um, but some other things you can do that maybe take a little bit more investment up front and are a little bit more of a project are things like insulating your walls and your attic better because these um it is and like i said it's a bit of an investment but it is going to save you money in the long run so the average cost to insulate your attic is between one to seven dollars per square foot obviously it all depends on time of year availability of resources the type of materials you're using yada yada who you're paying that all that stuff so but really what this equates to is a typical price of about fifteen hundred dollars you know, and then of course for attics with a smaller square footage, it could be as low as five hundred. While some, if you have a very large attic, you know, it could cost up to four thousand dollars. Again, so it's a pretty wide range, and what's reasonable may just depend on what your home is and the needs of that home. But insulating and making sure you have proper amounts of insulation can make a big difference in keeping heat from escaping your house. Um, which means you don't need to use as much energy to heat your house, which translates into lower energy bills. So even better, you know, the fact that the insulation will also stop cold air from escaping, you know, you'll also be able to then save money during summer when you run the air conditioning too. So all these tips I'm giving you, if you can't do them to save money on the winter, you can implement them to save money in the summer and then and then save next winter. So just keep that in mind. Um, so I found this interesting, a fun statistic. So the Department of Energy estimates that ten, that from 10% to 50% savings on just insulating your home. Of course, depending on the like varying factors. So adding sure. extra insulation will save you between 10 to 50% on your house. That's a lot. You, yeah, I imagine it's if you have a already have a newer home that has six inch walls with fairly new insulation you're probably gonna be on the low end of that but an older home that has little of any insulation yeah you're gonna save a ton of money yeah absolutely yeah so again while the it's a little bit more expensive to do than just updating your thermostat let's say it's still relatively low cost in comparison to other things that you can do and it can save you a lot of money up front and even more having proper insulation in your attic can save you money in other ways as well i mean there's a reason outside of just keeping heat in your home that it's important that you do that because having enough insulation in your attic specifically can prevent things like ice dams from building up on your roof and you know, ice dams will actually increase the risk of leaks and other damage to things like your gutters if they if they if they're allowed to spread and they don't melt away properly. Which a leaky roof and damaged gutters is going to cost you a lot more to fix oh, yeah. and replace than just adding some insulation to your attic. So again, it's kind of like just general homeowner maintenance at the same time as saving energy bill on your energy bill. And I was always told the, a good way. I know you can go to a lot of the utility companies and they'll actually do an infrared scan of your home. And I think for free, a lot of them, uh, these home audits. But you can look at your roof after a fresh snow. And if you can see spots that where it's melted off instead of uniform melting, you know you've got insulation problems up there that need to be taken care of. 
Yeah, that's right. That's a great, a great tip, Andy. Great All tip. right. Well, I'll leave. A, uh, we'll take a break with that great tip on my part. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave for just a few moments and we'll return with more of Good Money Moves, trying to save you some money on heating bills this winter. Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union with us, of course, and we'll return in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. They say that Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. We're talking about, well, not just wintertime, but saving money on our energy bills, but the emphasis being wintertime because it is wintertime. Mm-hmm. And this is when we end up looking at our bills and crying often. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but uh, yeah, my last heating bill was a... Uh, uh. um, any other ideas, tips for us, Jenna, on how we can cut those heating and cooling costs? Yeah, of of course I do. <laughs> um, so this one again is a relatively easy one to implement. You know, we so we talked about replacing your thermostat for something programmable and keeping your temperatures um, either cooler in the winter time and a little bit warmer in the summertime to offset how the difference between the heat inside versus outside and adding that more insulation. So another really good one that can be pretty easy to implement though, is to just make sure that all of the air vents in your house are not blocked or closed off in, even if they're in an unused room. Really? And this is, yeah, I know everybody's like, Oh, I'll just, I don't ever use this little hobby room. I'm going to shut the door and close the vents and then I don't have to worry about heating and cooling it. Right. But this um, is actually really important to not do that because HVAC systems are actually designed around airflow throughout your entire house. And so no matter how many vents you open or close, your HVAC unit typically produces the same amount of air. So if you go through your house and make sure that nothing is blocking the warm air from coming out of your air vents. You want to make sure that they're all open because locked or closed vents not only mean that your furnace has to do basically the same amount of work anyway to heat or cool your home, what you're actually doing by closing off those vents and blocking them is really increasing the air pressure in your ductwork, which then can lead to cracks and leaks in that ductwork, which eventually well, leaks just mean wasted energy and higher utility bills down the road, plus the potential cost of having to replace any damaged fence due to those leaks or cracks. Yeah, so, it doesn't. It doesn't take much to get a leak in a duct. No, it does not. So if you watch no. them put the tin work together, you realize it's it's not built to hold pressure. No, or not a lot not. of it. Right. Yeah, so if you do have any vents that are blocked, you know, by furniture or something, you don't necessarily have to rearrange your room, but even just pulling your furniture away from the wall slightly to help create better flow in and out of that vent or some if if you need to, you can go to a little bit more extreme and you can get like magnetic vent extenders that can help pull that air through out from underneath furniture and things a little bit more easily. And, um, uh, to help with that airflow circulation a little bit. And I know um, the and I know the one that gets ignored a lot and it's the most important part of this vent 
businesses do not block the cold air returns. Exactly. Because yes, that is part of you block those, you will really mess up your heat. I mean, it's not going to mm-hmm. cost, you know, cause some sort of huge catastrophe as far as your furnace is concerned, but you will uh, make your system run very inefficiently. Yes, exactly. Yeah, all the vents, regardless of it's, if they're an in or an out, don't block them. <laughs> they're, the, they're there and they're placed where they are for very important reasons. Right, but the cold air return ones are the ones I most often see blocked. Yeah. Because people put furniture up against them. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times they don't realize, well, they're not, there's nothing coming out of them. Therefore, it doesn't matter. But it does. They all matter. Um, And I am by no means an HVAC expert, but these are, um, these are just kind of important things to know as a homeowner um, and as anybody who pays utility bills um, (laughs) to know. So, um, you know, another really important thing that you can do to help keep your energy bills in check um, is actually to make sure that you're also using your ceiling fans appropriately. Now, hear me out. So even in the wintertime, using your ceiling fan, I know what you're thinking. If you're like me and you hate being cold, why would you turn on a ceiling fan in the middle of winter? It has to do with airflow. So in the summer, your fans should be set to rotate counterclockwise, so to the left. Doing this pushes the cool air down where you are to help keep the air in your home cool in the summertime better, which means your furnace and your air conditioning doesn't have to work as hard because you feel cooler. In the winter, you set your fan to rotate clockwise or to the right at a lower at a low setting. And what this does is push the warm air that likes to sit at the top of the ceiling down where you are to help keep you warmer so you don't have to run your furnace as much. There is actually a reason that that fans are designed to go two directions, and a lot of people don't realize that. Funny story. This winter, I went to do the usual switch on the direction of the fan and discovered I had it running in the wrong direction all summer long. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm sure you're not the only person to do that, honestly. (laughs) Uh, eh, that was not right. As soon as I flip the switch on, I go, eh, this is the way it's supposed to be in the summer. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> live and learn. Live you and learn. Do. Yes. Okay. Obviously, great points, both of them. What other tips do you have? Yeah, so another another way to really kind of attack the heating bill is to check for the drafts in your home and make sure they're sealed. Um, A lot of times you can feel them just by standing next to them, especially if it's really cold outside or you can physically see them when it gets really cold outside. I know I had a leak in my front door this winter and when it got really, really cold, like the below zero cold, I started seeing ice forming on the inside of my door. So that's how I knew there was definitely a leak there that we had to address. Um, you know, but sometimes there are smaller leaks that you maybe don't notice and a good way to kind of go around your house um, and find those either around a door, a window where there's wiring or or pipes that are coming and going in and out of your house. Those are typical places where you're going to feel that, but you kind of go around and just, you can either feel it by touch because you'll feel that cold kind of steeping through that spot. Um, Or if you're not sure, you can always kind of um, 
light a candle and see if if you hold that candle near that area i mean obviously don't start your curtains on fire if you're testing your windows or anything but see if that flame flickers at all when you're just standing there that could indicate that there's a small draft somewhere um another thing you could do to test for this is you could kind of hang maybe a plastic bag or or around a coat hanger near a place where you think maybe like on a door or window if there's a draft um and you'll kind of see that bag move a little bit if there's air seeping in or out that way. Um, So those are just some ways that you can kind of try to identify where those are if you're not quite sure. Um, But once you've identified them, then it's going to be really important to seal those up properly. Um, If you do have a lot of window draft, uh, you can kind of fix that with maybe some heavier curtains. Like if you just have sheer curtains or very light curtains, switch those out for heavier curtains so that they really block that cold from entering your home a little bit better. Um, Things like door sweeps at the bottom of your doors that lead to the outside of your home can really prevent cold air from seeping in. Um, Sometimes you might have to recalk the windows, especially in older homes. We just had to do this this past summer in our windows because we have very old windows in our home. and You have to peel all the caulk off and put new stuff on and seal them up tight. And actually, believe it or not, helped quite a bit in even just feeling the cold through the windows. So. Um, there are definitely some things you can do that are pretty inexpensive to kind of help seal up some of those drafty areas in your home. Um, you know, the, the more expensive but in, but longer term solution would obviously be to purchase like energy efficient windows if you have a lot of leaky windows and they're really old. Um, it's always a good way to go. But again, a very expensive solution. And you mentioned the caulking beyond the mm-hmm. drafts, which obviously is very important. If you don't regularly caulk them every, maybe every five years, maybe less, depending, um, you run the risk of getting some water leakage. Mm-hmm. And then, true. then you more damage, more yeah. money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. We're talking about tips on saving energy, heating and cooling your home. Obviously, a good money move. And we'll talk some more with Jenna Tobel with First Alliance Credit Union when we return on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol? And Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's Good Money Moves. And we're talking about saving money on our heating and our cooling bills, our energy expenses in our homes. And we've covered looking for drafts. We've covered, um, you know, we have, well, okay. I bet you, I, I was going to offer one, but I bet, I bet I'm going to throw it at you and ask for any final tips. And I bet it's on your list. So I'm going to, I'll hold, I'll hold off for a second, Jenna. <laughs> How's that? Any final tips for us? I do have some final tips. Like you mentioned, we earlier in the show, we already talked about covering, you know, those finding those drafts. We talked about lowering the temperature in your home or raising it in your home, depending on the time of year, Um, you know, replacing windows, insulating better, all really good tips so far. Um, But another really important one is to give your heating system kind of an annual checkup every year. 
Um, now, ideally, you would do this before winter comes, um, but it doesn't mean that you can't do it now, even though winter's here. Um, it's definitely something that you would want to have a professional look at, right? Have them come in, do an overall look at your heating system to make sure that it's clean where it needs to be clean, that it's running efficiently. Um, and then they can fix anything that might be damaged or broken that you're unaware of that's creating inefficiency in the heating and cooling of your home, depending on the, um, again, you can do this for your heating system and your air conditioning system. You should do it ideally at least once a year. Um, but if your heating system isn't functioning at full capacity, that means it's having to work harder to warm up your home, which is just costing you money. So you do want to be on top of taking good care of your utilities in your home. Um, and because it's also going to increase the lifespan of your furnace, which is definitely going to save you money in the long run because it is not an inexpensive thing to replace a furnace. Um, but, you know, and a checkup is, again, it's going to help you find problems. It's going to help you save money in the long run. And and just also, and more importantly, if this doesn't um, push you to want to do it, it becomes really, really inconvenient and really, really uncomfortable if your furnace stops working in the middle of winter. Yeah. Because you failed to check on it <laughs> routinely. So well, take it, it's that also into consideration. A, it's a safety consideration too. If you have an older furnace, you have to worry yeah. about the heat exchange mm-hmm. leaking and cracking, which yes. eventually happens and then you do have to replace it. But if you don't address that and don't have it inspected, uh, somebody looking for those cracks, you know, you can end up with carbon monoxide problem big time. and That's very true and as well. Those, yeah, that's a horrible tragedy when that occurs. Mm-hmm. But you, yes. you didn't have it on your list, but I thought for sure you did. Change the filter all yes. of the time. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to forget about that filter. It is. It hides back in your utility room. You don't really see it or think about it much. But yes, that is a very important one. And you're right. I should have had that on my list. Okay. Well, I'm sure... If I referred back to you to find additional resources, it would have been listed somewhere. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you now, where, where, where can I find out more? Yes, as always, I encourage our listeners to visit our website at firstalliancecu.com. Get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice on there every week. Um, you can go back and listen to past episodes of this show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. And if you love our show, please take a minute to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have a financial topic um, or a question that you'd like us to cover on Good Money Moves, please send me an email at marketing at firstalliancecu.com. And of course, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union. They are here to help you get started making good money moves today. And of course, that is First Alliance Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA and an equal housing lender. This is News 